You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 132 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. And with me again is the co-host extraordinaire, the Akman, Evan Akman. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I brought a lot of intensity to, to the uh, intro here, and um, now that I'm recalling what we have to talk about, very quickly losing my <laughs> losing my steam. Um, all right, but yeah, so we have a lot of news actually. I mean, sort of less than we should, I guess we could say. But uh, first of all, of course, we had a big match at home at Vodafone Park, but. These things are somewhat irrelevant now in this age of COVID. Um, where, yeah, uh, we played against Gensler. Gensler, barely. What do you what? What do you have to say about this match going into it without spoilers? And then you can like lead that into the the, the lineup, whoever it was that Sergey I mean, put out there. Based on uh, you know, normal, you know, if you just went in blind and looked at the you know the teams. You'd be pretty confident Bishash would come out with a, with a, a nice win um, based on how things have been going. Um, you know, not not quite as confident going into the game, but obviously, you know, just based on individual quality, we were definitely the far superior squad. I uh, My first concerns were pre-match when certain folks were saying, this is a must-win match, and it's like, oh no, 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 no! Don't do that, because we know our propensity for for self-destruction at, at this point still. So, uh, the added pressure of saying things like that for these, uh, in some cases, young guys and uh, new guys, I didn't, I didn't like that the weight people were putting on this uh, leading into it, and and I also didn't really feel like this was a must-win. I mean, it's match day four. We have a long way to go and a lot of new guys. Like I said early on, this was that period that we had to survive, you know, before the break uh, where we didn't have a striker and we didn't have a right back and all these things. And, and we got a striker via Abubakar, but to be fair, he had very little time to train with the squad and everything. So, uh, and, and many uh, months away from the game at that. Uh, so, yeah, what... What happened with this lineup here, Evron? Tell us who was in the lineup. Sergen made some, some uh, let's say, decisions, if you will. Yeah. Um, it was a defensive midfield. Um, I guess he wasn't happy with what he saw last week. And uh, so there was a couple changes in general. Vito was dropped for Francisco Montero. Yes. And then Ensacolo was dropped for Ridvan. So the back line was Nejip, Wellington, Montero, Ridvan. Uh, Erson stayed in goal. 
The midfield had changes also. There was a middle three of Joseph De Souza on his debut, Atiba, and Dorukan. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. two sixes and an eight, I guess. Um, yeah. We mentioned that Joseph had gotten his license because we delayed yeah. recording our episode a day. And, uh, yeah. And then there was two players making their st- first start for the club. Well, first start since they've joined, I guess. <laughs> Is they both rejoined Abubakar and Tore, so their first start on their second. Yeah, besides still at the club. Besides Joseph, and, and then um, and Montero had had started, of course, before, but this was his yeah, first so league match, wasn't? Joseph Gekhan and Abubakar made their first starts. Well, Joseph was his first game in general, and then Mr. Boyd kept his spot on the left wing. Um, um Montero had started against. I'm already forgetting. Probably in the Europa League. Yeah. Against Rio, was it Rio against Ave. Rio Ave? That's what it was. Yeah. That was his only other game. Uh, I, it wasn't Pauk, right? I don't even think he was with us. Yeah. No, he did not. He wasn't even there. Yet, he so. may have actually just joined. Whatever. Uh, there's no point rehashing any of that. Um, but yeah, so we had a bunch of uh, debutants. Certainly, Super League debutants with the squad. Um, thoughts? Thoughts on the rotation? I know I can say offhand that. The trio of Dorokan, Joseph, and Atiba felt redundant and, um, to be a little dramatic, kind of cowardly, if I, if you might grant me that. Uh, just because it's Gensley, you know, it's not like, fine, you know, we haven't really figured stuff out, but that doesn't mean we treat a minnow like a mighty uh, opposition, right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't really know. Anyway, I what, mean, what did you think about the lineup? Yeah. I don't know what he was going for, um, to be honest. Um, whether he was trying to send a message or whatever, but Dorukan, uh, not to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil it, definitely did not play the way he needed to play um, to have any shot of this trio working. I mean, just can we talk about something? Like, in a squad that has one of its highest earning and most talented players via Lijic, um backed up by one of our brightest talents via Hassage, um, accompanied by the fact that we have um, a newcomer who was our sort of biggest incoming talent vis-a-vis Bernard Mensa, all of whom have and do play that role as we also have Ozan. And Ozan, but I mean, I'm, I'm going more for the sort of actual 10, right? I was never particularly comfortable with yeah. Um and, and, and I'd really, honestly, prefer to see Mensa in that Ozan role, you know, yeah. kind of in the Italian. Well, I think we'd both agree Ozan, outside of, you know, wearing the shirt, is more of a 10 than Dorukan. Uh, well, and that's basically what I'm getting. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's absolutely where I'm going with this. <laughs> Even but, if he's not quite a 10. No, yeah, certainly yeah, Ozan tip would take it over him. But yeah, so that, that decision was very bizarre to me and backfired. Um, you know, gloriously, spectacularly, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, we can say straight away that he, that guy, you know, he came out at the half as, as a product of how spectacularly it failed. But let's do this a little bit more methodically. So everyone, um, I'll uh, I guess I'll do this. Um, yeah, I'll lead us through this match. And it really, like, it started off, and this is, I think, I, I, I genuinely believe that clubs have figured out that if they can snatch a goal early, um, they can beat us, uh, no matter who they are, because um, <laughs> we're going to play the majority of our passing in the backfield among our defense and sit around 
waiting for something to happen. So if they park the bus, you know, they'll they'll sit back and wait as much as they need to, you know, and Wellington can hold the ball and, and play it around as much as he wants. Um, and so sure enough, eighth minute, what happened, Devran? Yeah, Bogdan Stanku scores a goal, assisted by Dominic Berman. Uh, it was, I mean, just kind of a weird goal. No one really pressed the the right wing, and he just kind of clipped in a ball over the top with his left foot in swinging. Um, and Wellington didn't track Stanku, and then I guess maybe he thought he was offside, but Nejip was right behind him who kept him just onside, so no one went to him, and he just casually trotted with no pressure just outside the six-yard box and had an open header. Um, and yeah, that was, he just flicked it into the corner. It was kind of like, you were just staring like, was he like, the players didn't even react, like they just didn't even seem right, because no one did anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, like like, I mean. He definitely didn't look offside, but like maybe he certainly had to be offside because no one moved at all. Um, but yeah, Wellington and Nedjip decided that, you know, no defending on this day. For me, this is 90% Nedjip, honestly. Um, I mean, because... I feel like for Wellington, you always should follow your man because he didn't even check over his shoulder. Um, well, no, see that's, what, see, that's where I disagree. I think, and he sort of lazily checked because he didn't actually check. He did the kind of motion of checking, assuming like, duh, like Nedjip's going to be there. Um, and Nedjip was not there. Like, it was very his much man. not there. It was his man. It, well, no, it so. was, it was. But like, so his man sort of drifted wide and he's thinking and you can see him not check like, like with his eyes, but like kind of with his arm, he does like the gesture, like, okay, like you've got this one, Nedjip. And then does the full turn when it, when the goal is scored basically. So like, you know, it, it's, it's in part a miscommunication there. But, if if he if that was a slow cross, if he just like stepped back three steps, he had the time, you know, like it wasn't like he would have kept the guy onside, even if he thought he was offside. After the ball is played, you follow the man. Nejip doesn't just see well, the ball, it, well, coming, but he sees, sees the, the man coming. coming. Yeah, no, but Nejip sees the man coming as well, and he sees like he has the whole vision. That, Right, and so that, at the very me, least, he needs to be yelling to Wellington, like, get that, get that, you know, because, like, at Wellington, again, like I said, he assumes Nedjip's got it for whatever what reason. What kind of center back doesn't go up for a header that's in his in his spot, though? Like, he literally just stood there. It drifts high enough, and, 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 it, and it, like, beyond the center, where Bogdan hits it at enough of an angle, even, that, again, like, I don't like defending Wellington, because he's not played well for us at all, but I really think that it veers into sort of Nedjip's territory. And at the very least, he sees enough of it that he needs to he needs to communicate it to Wellington. Wellington, Wellington was, was ball watching as the, the, the switch up happens. He has he has a man. Yeah, and I mean, Wellington, to, to Wellington is lazy. Wellington is lazy. But Very he, lazy. He makes the he decision has... that, that Nedjip's got it. And again, he also probably needs to communicate that. I don't know how if he's like you've got it, but or, or if Nedjip says you like if they say it at the same time, whatever. Like they, what they, they've got to do better than that. They've got to do better than that. Whatever it is, uh, I thought. Yeah, but anyway, I really, I really felt like that was on Nedjip, and 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 it's particularly like like I've been saying, Nedjip has like gotten us through some games early on. 
and he's really fallen off now. And I thought that that mistake was particularly sad given that it's probably his last uh, start anyway for a while. I, th I assume we're gonna get Rosier in there, the new guy, but anyway, rough outing. And that's that's it, really. First half, Ridvan gets a yellow card, which I don't really recall. At the half, Dorokan comes out. We said he was particularly poor. Mensa comes in. Uh, 63rd minute, Laren comes in for Tyler Boyd. Uh, 64th, Gouven comes in for Abubakar. Actually, that was really the same, yeah, same, same uh, transaction. Uh, and then, yeah, 76th minute, minute Lijic and uh, Hasic both come in for Wellington and Gokan Ture. Uh, these subs were wild, honestly. Now, obviously, they're pressing forward, and they've decided to play a three back at that point, which, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, Wellington got hurt, though, so it was yeah. actually forced. I think Joseph kind of did, or just said, let's just drop Joseph back a little bit more conservatively and yeah. then sub on an extra midfielder because I don't think there was any point of putting on Vita. I mean, at the same time, sometimes Vita has shown his offensive competency. Was he but... in the lineup? Yeah, Vita was on the bench, so he was... could have came on in that moment. Interesting. But they chose think... the uh, the two I... creative players. At I the think same... they were committed to getting rid of Vita. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I don't know how that didn't quite pan out. But... Oh, my God. Um... But so, yeah, I mean, nothing. Uh, do you want to go through highlights? Are, are, are there any real highlights to go through? I mean, I would say the the first half was pretty abysmal. I can tell you, uh, you know, we didn't create a single shot until about the, thing, the 36 minute yeah. um, based on the XG totals. And our XG total was like 0 0.1, 1, 1, 1.12 at halftime. Um, which is not very good. Uh, it picked up a little bit in the second half. I think when Guven came on, there was some, you know, a little bit of something, something. And Abubakar had, wasn't really involved. I don't really think it was his fault, to be honest. I mean, just if we're going to be honest, the whole team was just not clicking at all. I was, I would, I mean, Dorokan had seven passes in the first half. As a center mid, <laughs> Gekhan yeah. was all over the place. Nedjip was Nedjip. Um, it was just, I'm not going to say every single player was a disaster because they weren't. There's a couple bright spots, but overall as a team, it was just like, what am I watching? And it didn't get that much better. It was pretty bad all around. And I mean, the thing about all of the guys up front, uh, in particular, Gokhan Ture and Abu Bakar, who are actual new newcomers into the rotation, um they were on an island you know everyone up front was on an island and, and again we had this problem of playing around in the back i think i wouldn't be surprised if wellington again had the most touches yeah. or nearly the most in passes. he had a lot i think joseph had the most but he had a lot yeah yeah with joseph coming back now yeah that was he was and joseph it has to be said was phenomenal I, he was actually yeah. a very good presence you could see maybe his there's a little off in his connection with his teammates, which you'd expect for his first, you know, uh, Yeah, I think there was, it was more like in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, he misplayed a couple passes. Yeah. And then after that, it, it kind of, you know, 
tidy right, right up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can see still, though, like some miscommunication, not seeing runs. Uh, but again, you'd expect it for his very first performance with the team. And he had a really great uh, performance out there. Besides him, though, like, I mean, yeah, Dorakon was a total disaster. Uh, Mensa came in and brought energy right off the right out of the gates of the second half, but obviously not enough. Um, I thought he looked really good alongside Ljajic and Hasic for some time when the three of them were there, which is weird because talk about three guys who are kind of technically in the same role. Uh, I've always said I wanted to see Ljajic and Mensa in the central midfield role with. Joseph or Oratiba, particularly I mean, now I would say we have to go Joseph, but um, but so yeah, it was interesting to see the, the interchange between those three guys. There was a lot of activity between them. Yeah, I think Hostage had a good. I don't think he had enough time, but I think there was that one moment right near the end of the game where he dribbled through like three guys, and then uh, the pass back was not good, but. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't. Besides, I mean, honestly, like defensively, the team was pretty solid uh, beyond I mean, the, yeah, the one giant lapse, obviously. <laughs> um, with with again, I think Nejip and Wellington. Like it's, it's again, we just don't create chances. That's just that's just that. I mean, I think this week. Before you know, not to spoil, but our XG was 0.77. I mean, even I remember last year when we would lose games or tie games, I'd say, you know, at least we created chances and missed. Now it's just like there's just, we're just not creating chances. Well, so what's um, so troubling is we're spending so much time passing the ball in the back, and now Wellington and Nedjip are out there together, like sort of not that reliable, even passing the ball or defending. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a big difference from Gekong Gunu and uh, Victor Ruiz. Yeah, um, or huge difference, or even Vita. So. Honestly, you know, I mean, I think um, I've already forgotten the kid's name. I was gonna say Morata, no Montero. Montero. Montero <laughs> was really solid. I thought um, good on the ball. Um, Not great though. I I think he's much more. Of, he's closer to Vita on the ball than he is to Victor Ruiz, but. Definitely not a slouch. I, I like him better on the ball a little bit than Wellington, but he's a little bit uh, a little bit sloppy sometimes. I think it's mostly just being a, a younger guy in a dysfunctional team. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was but, uh, really good. I thought he looks like he's got. Well, his I mean, head if up. you remember, he lost the ball in his own box and then you know had to flip the guy <laughs> yeah, to win it back, which was fine. But um, yeah, know, usually that, you don't no. you don't do that. So I think that was the team. Also in, in a rut, and him, you know, he got the ball on a really awkward. There was a lot of that, like forcing balls. And, again, because we keep doing this thing in the back, and so if they press, they can force those kind of errors, and like that's the danger of playing the ball in the back. And then again, especially when you have a guy like Wellington and Nedjip on the other side, it really limits your ability to play around in the back. Um, but like he also saved one off the line, which was, you yeah. know, uh, pretty heroic, um, and. Again, like he has his head up. I, I would say he's better than Vita on the ball because he can control it and, and like work around defenders I, better. I think maybe if you're looking at like just pure talent wise, but I, I think in a functional way, like today, Vita, I mean, outside of that horror game he had, I think he's just got that 10 years of experience on him. 
and may, usually he makes a little bit better decisions. But I would definitely say Montero has the talent to be better than Vita very soon, and definitely could, like right now I like him better than Wellington on the ball because Wellington just messes up the the rhythm all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I for me Vita's I don't I'm not a Vita guy generally speaking, but I what I like about his game is not his ability like on the ball. It's his kind of like. Uh, his motor and, and his ability to like get into places where he needs to be to, to make defensive stops. Uh, and he's got that. I mean, he's still overall definitely our best defender, I would say. Um, but yeah, definitely I like Montero more than Wellington. And yeah, generally, I just, I like his steadiness. He's got his, like, he's, he's looking around and he's like functional with the ball in a way that um, a lot of guys we've had over the years and like i think of all these guys we've had to plug in like rocco and uh easy yeah. milan and all those guys like you know i i, I see, and again like he's also the youngest of all these guys by a long stretch too so that's that's positive but um anyway let's uh, i mean we let's talk stats we've already kind of done a bunch of the analysis so i guess we can breeze through that with the player by player thing uh so tell us a little bit of the stats everyone what's going on Similar story to the last Laconia game. We had 63.7% possession. Last game was 66. So slight dip, but basically the same premise. Um, we created one big chance to against Lair's three big chances. We had uh, 13 shots to 10. Um, but equal shots on target. And a lot of our shots were blocked. We had five shots blocked. Um, so they basically were very clinical. Um created that one chance early on and then had two very big chances to add a second one in, you know garbage time and then montero saved one and erson saved the other one um, kind of heroically but to no avail it didn't really matter um, <laughs> i think our big chance was Tere. i think i don't remember if that was at the end of the first half or beginning of the second half joseph just kind of just crunched the guy um, yeah, yeah that was like the 45th minute yeah crunched him Maybe maybe VR would call it a foul. He did definitely got the ball first, but in live time there, if he didn't call it, and then he just slid Tutter in through on his right foot, and the finish wasn't wasn't great for a one on one opportunity. But other than that, I don't think we had any really massive chances. He was sort of snatching at it. You, you know, I think when you're you're yeah. so, as desperate as that, you see that a lot. Um, I actually somebody in the group chat said that we had a 1.06 xg is that not accurate uh i mean it depends on like not every single mathematical model calculates every single chance the same way i, I was gonna say because i feel like that chance probably yeah, i use the, the same source every time so you can get some sort of consistency that's just the one that i find okay, um, interesting yeah i mean i don't know exactly how they calculate it but in general you can say against had more chances to score than we did um, You'd expect, whether yeah. it's 1 to 1.5, this one says 0.7 to 0.9. Um, so they definitely had the edge on chances. Yeah, no, and I think you can think of like... The there wasn't a lot of chances, but... <laughs> I think Erson made two saves that I really recollect. One was a little dramatic from distance. Maybe it didn't, wasn't as dangerous as it, as it ended up looking. But uh, one was pretty decent in the first half, although I don't remember what it looked like. And then the, the their last big chance, if you remember... In the goal. When... Uh, <laughs> When Yosef was kind of like playing center back and got caught on the ball, whether or not that was a foul, we don't know. But then 
their striker was just like sitting. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot. Just Co, right? Giovanni Co. Co, yeah. yeah that and was a mess. Just like try to cheekily dink it over. Yeah, that was. And uh, Erzin palmed it away and then jumped on top of the rebound and saved that too. That's right. Yeah, I didn't even think of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, Barrett was freaking out on the side. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. I mean, I would have been super pissed if we were on the other side of that, if that was one of our strikers, but whatever. Um, I feel like we probably, like, I could imagine Diaby doing that, <laughs> for example, uh, last year. Uh, but yeah, man. So, I, any, any other key stats there? Do you, do you have any individual player stats? Yeah, individual. I think uh, Joseph, Joseph De Souza had kind of a monster game. Mm -hmm. Uh, 90% pass success on 94 passes, which is pretty good. Uh, two chances created, which you like to see. Um, but the the key thing that I think I liked about him, which is kind of why I said we could have like a Fatih Oxley type defensive mid. Joseph is superior, but that you know that big guy in there. 15 duels won, only two duels lost. Yeah, I mean he's uh, probably better than, good. than Fatih Oxley, honestly. Yeah, uh, he won four headers. 15 recoveries, um, multiple tackles, um, you know, block shots, clearances. You know, he kind of he ate up the midfield. Yeah, I mean, what I think what really typified his performance, if you were going to boil it down to a single play, was the way he um, aggressively took the ball off of them and then set up a near yeah, goal. Yeah, I mean, some of those tackles, today. like you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I wow. just, I mean, not to bring up the guy, I bring up every episode, but you know, we we had a pretty passive midfield last year in terms of. Oh, you know, you're going there again. Many. You're doing. And then you know, just to have Joseph just cleaning guys out, it was. You know, I think if you're gonna have some guy who's not that creative, I would rather have someone who's physical and wins the ball back proficiently and i think joseph will be if he continues somewhat like this for the rest of the season an upgrade but you know the the players actually he's not the the guy that you need to uh create chances to score yeah he shouldn't be the answer. And, for, and unfortunately he was the only the one who did it yeah. like not the only one but he, he created one of our best chances yeah i mean the only reason i believe that the the 1.06 xp was uh because of that opportunity he created um which yeah that was solid man and i uh, yeah it's a shame i i appreciated that he called the team out both he and montero made comments after the match that were good that were kind of like we're disappointed with how we're playing but we know we have the talent to be better you know stuff like that joseph particularly gave biting like this is not the way a team like Besiktas yeah, should play. A big club, please. That's that's what you want to hear. I like I like seeing Montero down on the pitch, like kind of almost crying after the L. You know, he really <laughs> wanted it. He liked that. Um, I mean, yeah, some of the guys clearly didn't want it. Well, I mean, and that's it was, why, yeah, it was to watch. And as we go through the the players now, I suppose we can talk about the, the, that aspect. And that's why I mentioned the Montero thing because I think we're starting on the back line again. Erson, we can say. Not responsible for any of the goals, or for, for the goal. Uh, and um, generally pretty solid, made the saves he needed to. You know, stood up tall against Giovanni Sia. I mean, yeah, he conceded a goal based on an, an open open header, saved everything else, and his pass percentage was 96%, which is he was probably a, one of his better ones. He was a big man against Giovanni Sia at the end there. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, just kidding, sort of. But... Um, yeah, solid. But to back to the back line where I was, where I was already at. Um, yeah, I, I thought yeah, on a day when a lot of guys were not 
trying. I don't think you could say that even about Wellington. Um, he tried. He just uh, it's not enough. Uh, he had a, a a huge mental error with Nejip. You know they combined. Yeah. For a nice calamity back there on the goal, and then after that, I mean, he wasn't really like terrible or anything. It's just you know you already screwed the game. And I'll tell you, man, that, like even though I do feel like that was more on Nejip personally, I. I still have him chalked up as having a bad game because he, like, he he made all these like little mistouches that you could imagine if you were against better opposition, somebody seizing on, and like little dumb passes where he'd then recover it and 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 you know make the right pass the second time around. But like, you know, a slightly more aggressive like Samata, that guy from, that Fenner has now, he would so seize on that kind of thing. So like, you can't find it's early in the season or whatever, but. For Wellington, it's not. He's been playing throughout the preseason. He hasn't missed a yeah. game. So he, there's really, of all the guys, he has the le- least excuse. He just came in with a trophy from the best defender of the Super League last. Come on, guy. Like, get get it together, man. Like, snap, snap. I almost wish he would miss a game at this point. Well, yeah, and he's injured. <laughs> too bad. Uh, I don't know how bad the injury was, but um, he, I don't think he'll miss matches because of the break now that we have. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he's been, I would say, if we're going to review the early – goings he's probably been the biggest underachiever thus far yeah um but so that's that's it on the back line uh did you like so i was i mean i I think we've covered montero you're you're not as high on him as i was uh i i was pleased with him but moving on he was decent but nothing nothing crazy each way i think he had one or two good moments and one or two not good moments yeah um you know, we'll see how it goes, type thing. That's save on the line, though. You got that's more. You got to, yeah, if, that was, that if was you're very weighing good. things out, that's a great <laughs> moment, you know. Saying, um, but yeah, moving on, we had our, our fullbacks. So, there's a surprise, I guess, maybe is that Insakula was taken out of the rotation. Um, interesting because it's a transfer that's gotten some flack. Uh, you and I are not uh, opposed to him, I, I think, probably still. I, I can't speak for you, but I'm not. Um, but with that said, like that was Sergen's man, right? And so he took him out of the lineup. Any, anything to say about that before you critique uh, Ridvan's I mean, performance? I guess, you know, I think Insakula is better right now than Ridvan. Um, at the same time, I think for the future, you need Ridvan to play, you know, every other game, whatever it is. Yeah, he's part um, of the rotation, right? But you don't, I don't want Ridvan to be the starter just because he's not good enough yet. Um, but uh, he was okay. Nothing crazy, but I mean, I don't think he earned the, the starting spot over in Sokola, to be honest. Uh, that's just my opinion. Even though I think the bulk of our goals have actually come down that left side, <clears throat> thus far it's the side I've been less worried about to date. Um, and whether I think the last two games, our right side was kind of... Shake- well, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, it, it's down. turned, I think, in these last couple of games. Uh, I remember I said last week that... I think it was uh, one of the twins had joked that Nejip's side hadn't let up a goal. And then, like, yeah, right after then... they said that, <laughs> they did. And then this week was also, obviously, down their side. So uh, that jinx has fully been un- has been unjinxed or whatever it is. Unjinx has been jinxed. But, um, yeah, that, that side has looked the more troublesome. And I thought, again, like, Ridvan was fine defensively as... I think has and, and Sakala and, and they were also both lacking in attack uh, similarly. I, I thought I think Ridvan lacks more. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Ridvan 
Um, and even more than Ken, do you remember that had, one time he actually got into the box? He was and lost. Then yeah. Did that bizarre toe poke? Yeah, that was. That Carthol claims was a cross, but I mean that was a shot. I, I'm not gonna. I, why would you face your body straight and then toe poke to cross the ball instead of passing it? Like he also had head down. Did, are you familiar with Shaq and a fool? Yeah, <laughs> it's an NBA thing on TNT, but you know he he does like bloopers kind of. He had a Shaq in the full moment uh, where he flapped in one of the, it was one yeah. of the worst flaps. I that's think, when I've he got seen. a yellow. Card, yeah, yeah, he got a card for it. it was, that's how bad it was. It was one of the there worst. Was two flaps times I've he seen. got into the box. One time he dove where he might not have needed to, and the other one he just did. I mean, Hasich hit the post, I guess, but they said it was offside. Yeah. Um, he had an open shot, and then. Tried to toe poke it and completely hit it like 70 degrees the opposite direction. Um, but his flap was particularly bad because I feel like he could have gone for the ball and maybe had a real effort on 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 goal. Instead, yeah. he flapped. It was so. And it was. I mean, again, I one. think he makes good runs. Um, yeah, I don't know if he doesn't. At least, weird at the end. But uh, <laughs> you know, when he gets to the end of his run, his and you know, the, it's, it's prime time. <laughs> We'll just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but so, Nejip, we don't have to say anything about. Same old, right? Like, sloppy passing, yeah. goofy fellow. Um, I put the goal more on him. You have it more on Wellington. Either way, it's a bad day for both of them. Yeah, it was definitely a combination of the two still. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, and 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 most of all, you put it on miscommunication. But like neither one of them is a spring chicken, you know. Neither, it's not like either one of them just came fresh out of the academy and doesn't know how to freaking play defense no. at this point. So that is no good. Uh, and I should note that Nejip is the man who keeps Bogdan onside uh, for that goal. So that's yeah. a fun little fact. Um, but yeah, let's keep it moving. Center of the the midfield, um, the back was pretty solid. Joseph. Player of the match. Yeah, We've already covered him. Man of the match. Uh, Atiba, less of an impact, but you know, I had mentioned. Yeah, earlier. Atiba's not an eight. Um, no. I think no. at times it can work, but in when you need ingenuity and something, I you know, he's just if you're playing, doesn't quite have it in it. If you're playing those two guys in the back, like on a defensive formation, I I might go now with. Uh, uh, Joseph and Atiba rather than Joseph and Dorokhan just because I don't I don't yeah. know how much I have I mean, faith it, in Dorokhan. it can work I think uh, but against I like in a derby in a derby for example and so here's why I like you would have to have a 10 like a proper exactly. 10 well and that's what I was going to say whether it's Mensa or I would suggest Lijic honestly but or hostage. or hostage but no I mean we gotta we, we've, we've gotta recognize that Lijic is probably the most talented guy on the team still to date like if he gets it yeah. together but anyway um I think that what Atiba brings, and it's actually, you know, it, it it's one of those, uh, it doesn't make the stats, obviously, but he's a real leader on the pitch. And I saw it out there. This was a game where we were flagging in terms of effort. And the reason he's always valuable is his, like, kind of captain-like, you know, he was yelling at guys to get to focus, to get into position, to make run. You know, like, you need I mean, someone yeah, doing that. he was that. trying, but... You, yeah, it wasn't working that well, because... Yeah. I don't know, I, and that's where I think we have to really let's get through these players, and then one like we could. That's a kind of a, a macro issue that I think we need to talk about, which is like effort. I don't know what that comes down to. Maybe there's money issues, but 
Anyway, um, Doricon, we've already talked about. Probably the worst player. A zero. He dropped a zero, yeah, worst basically. Worst player out there. Um, he might, not have, might as well have not even been there. It didn't look like he wanted to be out there. Low light. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mensa came in. The worst I think we've ever seen him play at any point. I agree. Uh, Mensa, I thought, was pretty good. You know? Obviously, like, you want to see an assist or a goal. But I mean, he was better than Doricon. Way better. Uh, and I don't know if you recall, but he That's came out hard. of the first... He, he came out in the first uh, in the second half uh and he immediately made like two or three runs where he you know psyched out a few couple guys on the ball and did some fancy things so like i think he wanted to come out with initiative and tried to push the team a little bit but then the, when the team didn't match him he kind of um settled into it but like i, I mean, said for me the thing with mensa is at times after the powell game which i don't think the powell game applies to him negatively but when things aren't going well and you need that um that creative spark and that you know that you know that leadership from your best players he doesn't offer that yeah he's definitely not yet, there yet. at least yeah. i think if you remember the real av game he's he's you know spurned to those great opportunities yeah instead of passing um and then in these games it's like it looks like he's gonna do something, but in the end, he doesn't really, you know, create a, a clear-cut chance. Um, he doesn't have a great shot. He doesn't, you know, whip in a free kick delivery to, you know, lift the team up. So it's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying he's not good or anything. It's just right now. Yeah, it's been a rough, not like rough. He, with with yeah. the dysfunctional team, he's not the the highlight of the. And he's not gonna like elevate us beyond that, at least not yet. Yeah. Uh, and I will say again that when. He and Lijic and Hasic were all out there together. There was a really interesting interchange between them along the yeah. right wing. For me, that, that's one of the things I like about Hasic is maybe he hasn't really done it yet, but you can see that when he gets the ball, it's always, you know, let, let's go get this goal. Yeah. Like, you know, he takes players on, passes forward. It's always positive, even if it doesn't work. And, he, you know, he's also playing like 10 minutes, but that's what I like about Hasic. And he's also 18. So. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, I, you know their their contributions. I think Hasic probably had the best, then Liayet, then Mensa in, in that order. But all fairly positive. I think they created something flowing. And I, you know what was lacking clearly was a uh, someone to benefit yeah. from all of that that creativity. And I think that the to me the biggest error was Liayet and Hasic came on 14 minutes after Abubakar came off. Yeah. I mean, to me, Abubakar is the type needed, of guy who, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that, he needs that link up. That like, I, I know he's big. I know he's strong. I know he's athletic. But he's he's at the end of the day, he's, he's a technical player that is athletic. He's not an athletic guy with skills. And he makes runs. Uh, he needs that. He got, he got called yeah, offside. Yeah, he makes runs, run. but he needs to get the ball on his feet. The, the timing has to be right. You know, it's it, you. You need cerebral players around well, him. So you, you um, know, someone was making fun of him for being offside so much in the first half. But that's the thing. You need someone who's trying to make those runs. I remember being very critical of Barack because he was never being called offside, and that's one thing he was always doing earlier in his career was um, making annoyingly, you know, trying to, to break that, to, to do that little, get that sort of nice little benefit of the doubt there on the run. Um, Abubakar, again, like, I think if you have a guy like Liayic, Hasic, Mensa, Oza... Yeah, I mean, I think he had Atiba and Dorukan, and, Do I mean, Dorukan was probably the biggest defender of this, you know, passing the ball, like, after Abubakar was three yards offside. It's like, well, why didn't you, like, he, he made the run while you had the ball, 
either a T-Board or a Con. And there was a window of opportunity to play the pass, but then they played the pass as like two seconds, one second late. And, it's like they were, it's know, almost like their brain was like, ooh, nice run. And like yeah. they, the, the, <laughs> the time it took them to formulate that like, ooh, they lost the, they, like, they, they, as players like Laich, Hasich. Exactly. And to us, and maybe Mensa when he's Mensa, on his day, those type of players. And even Ozan, probably, you know, but like Ozan someone. also, yeah. And all four of them weren't on the field. And then they all, they all and then three of them came on, but after you take yeah. Abubakar off, and Laren's out there, kind of a potato, sitting around. Uh, yeah, I mean, Laren has this. some strengths, but that's, that's not his strength. I mean, and, so. you know, I'll tell you, like, had those three guys been at it and Laren up front, he may have even been gotten one of those lucky benefits, you know, where, where he just gets to tap it in because of a nice setup at some point. But it was just too little. There was, there was only like 15 minutes where they were out there doing that, and I think they needed some more time to settle in and, and make that goal. So Sergen was a little slow on the trigger for sure. And I, and I think considering that we're playing so flat for so much of that game, to even just make the one sub at halftime was a little cowardly, to be honest. You know, I think you could say straight up, like, all right, bring Manta out there, fine, but we need to go... You know, that's like taking yourself out oh, of I neutral. I guess he just took out the the one complete flop. For sure, no, but so for me, that's, and left everyone else that's on. taking yourself out of neutral and bumping up to first gear. But I, you know, when you're already at down a goal and playing as flat as that, you might even go straight to second. You know, like let's see, you know, or, or at least like you know, bump it up to first for a second, right? If we're gonna stick with the metaphor, and then bump it up to second, yeah. break, you know. If well, then bump for it some up. reason, his second gear was Guven and Kyle. Exactly. Laren, no, and then that of. And then he left Lyich and Hostage until the last 13 minutes, which you would think you would rather throw your strikers on the last 13 minutes rather than your creative players exactly. to get in the rhythm. That's the thing. I mean, what do I know? We're so I lacking in creativity, obviously. We're so, we need someone to create chances. It's not that if Vubakar wasn't trying, he, when you're offside like six times, whatever it was, I think you can say you're trying. Uh, so what that means to me is that you, you very obviously need, need a creator um, and that's what was obviously lacking. And it's that general lack between, a lack of link between midfield and like all of our guys, even Tyler Boyd, but definitely uh, Gokhan Ture and, and Abubakar were, were completely on an island. And that's not. I mean, I think Ture actually got on the ball an okay yeah, amount. Yeah, he was coming back um, a bit. I mean, but he he was just not on his on his day. I don't know. It, it reminded me of how he was. Uh, when he came back from West Ham, yeah, and he yeah. was just kind of like no confidence. It wasn't quite as bad, but there were just some like passes he was making, some crosses that were just terrible. Yeah. Um, I think he like started to kind of find his rhythm again right before he got subbed off, but it was you know for the previous 75 minutes he didn't really do yeah anything. So and I mean, look that that covers it. We've 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 already made in in. All of that chatter we've commented on yeah. Abubakar and Laren too. So let's just cut to the chase. Like that's it. That's what we did. We lost one nil in a big game. Um, standings. I guess what? The, let's let's roll with it. It's just four <laughs> matches in, but we're, I think we're in fifteenth now. Is that right, everyone? Yeah, tied with Gunnarsley on points now, but they have a game in hand. So. Dope. Um, so how's the top of the table looking? <laughs> Fatih Karagumruk, the mighty Fatih Karagumruk, have fallen. Yeah. Right? Who's up top? They now? lost to Fener. Alanya, right? But Alanya's in first, then Fener with eight points, two points behind Alanya's ten. So Alanya's and Fener are the only two undefeated teams right now. Yeah. And Fatih 
Gala, Erzurum, Antalya, and Hatay all have seven, which brings you from third to seventh place. And then Gesta, Pekka, Sampasha, Kaiseri with six points. And then Konya, Trabzon with five. The team we beat is ahead of us. <laughs> um, our only win. And then comes the next group, which is 13th Sivas, then Genshler, then us, then Malatya on fourth. Yeah. But so to be fair, and we're only six points out of first place. <laughs> we're also only two points inside the relegation. Yeah, zone, so. that's true. That's true. Technically closer to the that's relegation how, zone. That's how you want to forget. But. Uh, yeah. So we're half five class, points outside of Europe. It's like a. Uh, I mean, three points outside of Europe. Your, your cup can either be a quarter full or three quarters empty. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, and there are four relegation spots. So. Um. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not that worried about relegation. Relax. Let's relax. Yeah, shock cheers to us. Let's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, if you want to talk about a total collapse. No, like I said, look, we've now made it through that 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 period of of uh, of uh, what, what do they call it when you're on a plane and uh, you're shaking around a little bit? Turbulence. We've made it through the turbulence. Uh, we've got our striker. It's Abubakar. We know that our backup is now Laren. It's official. Uh, we have. More talent on the wings. We've got to talk about this now. Evron, drum roll, please. Yeah. So we made one. Let me just set it up. Drum roll. We made one big move. This We needed another striker in case Abubakar would not make it through the season. But instead, we got Evron. Right winger. Uh, <laughs> he likes to cut it on his left foot. Because apparently we didn't have any of those. Um, he's also a foreigner. Algerian Rashid Gezal. Yeah. I'm um, on loan from Leicester City. So. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It's happening. Um, yeah, so we got. Case thought we needed that. Yeah. Um, and so now we have a very unique problem. So I think. You could, like. Yeah, I think it's, it's worth noting in case we didn't touch on it. Rosier was officially announced. That's true. Uh, I think we talked about it last episode, like being very close. Yeah, yeah. Valentin. So the official announcement happened. Monsieur Rosier is there, is with us too. But so the 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 L we took in that regard was that we were going to try to get Nazim Sangare, who's Turk. And uh, and by getting him... Or Mertzi Maz. Or Mertzi Maz, maybe. But I think maybe he was sort of a backup option. You know, he was. that's more of a prospect. But so, by not getting Sangare, it put pressure on them to get a foreigner, and that meant that we were out of a of spot, basically, for the backup striker that we needed. So, the logical extension there, and the reason we needed that backup striker is because Laren has, uh, the family man, we can't forget his nickname, has flagged, he's, he's fallen off. Um, and so, the, the sort of logic of it was, we're going to have to get rid of him. We know there was something of a market for him at some point. Um, and replace him uh, with like likely a foreigner, right? And so, you know, Cisse got snagged by Fener, which whatever. Um, not a Sangara also got snagged by Fener. Apparently, they're looking at her. Yeah, uh, well, and they've always done that. They're, they're, they're snakes in that regard. There've been snakes, but um, but so yeah, like that that that's what we were all, all of us were kind of like you know, Kalinic, no, he went to Torino. Whoa, for some of us that was great news. That sort of narrowed it to basically Balotelli or some some random candidate we hadn't heard about, uh, and then Mandzukic comes in randomly again. Oh, is he coming? And so at the end, the answer is no. All around, um, Sergei Yelchin commented on Balotelli, saying he didn't actually veto him. He just said he didn't want to be responsible if things didn't go well. 
so that it would, it would be on the board essentially, which is the same thing as saying like, I don't want him, uh, you know, Sergey Yelchin ran his mouth quite a bit this weekend post-match, <laughs> unfortunately. I think he said way too much, yeah. honestly. Um, do you want to talk about that real briefly, everyone? I mean, he was like, I take responsibility, but I don't take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then just rambled for like, whatever amount of time it was. He didn't really say anything like important, to be honest. Um, he said like, there are things I want to say, but it's not appropriate to say them because we failed and lost, but I will say them later. Um, I don't think he said them yet. He so. opened up a can Whether of worms means... and he was like, I don't want to open up this yeah. can of worms. So, pop! You know, here it is. <laughs> and it's like, so now we all just want to know. And, and it's sort of, I think the the only logical thing it could ever be is some financial stuff, probably revolving around not yeah, paying or players. board issues or well, basically something that's not in the players or his hands. You yeah, assume, he so, made some sort requests of... for transfers. He didn't get them, and we all know, if anything, he was a bit of a difficult <laughs> part of that of of all of that business with the transfers this year. Um, he's the reason we got Wellington for sure. Uh, and Insakula, though I, I'm still not uh, against it. Um, I still like Insakula, big long term, I think. But um, yeah, I mean that's the news. So we have Rashid Gazal. Yeah, so yeah, we have 15 registered players right now that are foreigners. Yeah. So one has to go, and then we have Miron, Douglas, and Lenz that are you know out of the squad, but we still have to pay their salaries. Right. And the windows have closed, so, so they're definitely like stuck with this. Which is just yeah. I don't know if there's any like Asian or North American countries that have a window open or something like that, but it looks like we're stuck with everyone. Huge earners. Yeah, and stay tuned. Um, we have a, a couple weeks off now, obviously. Uh, but so at some point, at the halfway mark between, you know, we're not going to do two two episodes. We'll take a little time off. I think we've earned a break <laughs> from all of this yeah. from disaster watching like tornado watching basically but um yeah we'll be back at some point at the halfway mark or around there with news about the final rosters we'll round up the the off-season moves and everything like that it's worth noting the next competitive game for bishkash is october 25th yeah that's because we have international break, and then our bye week also comes in. There's an odd number yeah, of teams in the league right after international 21, break. Twenty-one, so. because that twenty-first team we have, because uh, they had to, they couldn't just re uh, or promote two teams. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, so so that we we're the we're getting the bye week, uh, which again maybe isn't the worst thing. We have a lot of guys that need to be brought into the team, specifically. Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Rosier, Valentin, Rosier, and of course, uh, Abubakar needs to be further Rashid. brought into the squad. Rashid, Gazal, the Gazelle. Um, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of. I mean, honestly, the thing about our window is like all of these guys are fine, right? They're pretty good. It's just we didn't quite get what we needed, uh, and that's. And we didn't get rid of. And anything. yeah, that is probably the worst feature of this window is that we didn't sell a single player and somebody was saying that's the first time that's ever happened I wouldn't I mean I, I see no reason not to believe that that I it's never happened in my life as I recall I don't know why we couldn't sell anyone it seems crazy to me for these guys you know for Ahmed Nurchebi to be negotiating every penny of every salary he brought in you'd think he would want to get rid of 
contracts and sale guys, and that might even be a priority. I mean, the only guys who left, I think, were Burak and Rocco, like, and, like first-team players, other than loans. And we had to pay. We had to agree to still pay part of their salaries. Which so is if, wild. If you think about it, we're still paying Burak and Rocco's part of their salaries at some point. crazy. And then we have three players, Lens, who makes 2.2. Miran makes like 1.0. And it something. just doesn't make sense. And Douglas, like, who makes 700,000. So that's, you know, over three, four million, whatever it is, of players who aren't playing. And then we just brought in Gazal for I mean, one. And let's be clear we're salary. talking about. And then we have to remove another player from the just squad. Think so so the, two, the two guys you just mentioned that we actually got rid of, Burak and Enzo Rogo, those are two national team players. They're, they're older, especially in the case of Burak. But they're both national team players. The only reason we couldn't get any money at all for them is because we owed them money because we hadn't been paying their contracts. Yeah. It's such a so toxic we... cesspool of just horribleness. The debt, the not paying contracts, the guys who probably don't want to play yeah, that I mean, hard for us because they're like not getting stupid, paid. But, you know, sorry, go ahead. If we were rich. You know, you'd be like, all right, I guess you can just throw away 4 million euros, like, whatever. We're Manchester United. We don't need these 4 million euros. Uh, yeah, we, we're we not that. Um, the lira continues to plummet. Exactly. And we're just... And all of these contracts that were foreigners that we're not playing and we're just leaving in the reserves are all due in euros. And you know what? Like um, Only Turkish players can pay for euros. I'm more critical of the fact that we brought in Gazal. Than I am, because you know what? Like, if you really can't sell Laren, fine, eat it up, play him, try to and get. And also his... the thing with Gazal, he's basically. Well, but so it. you know what? Try to right. get, you know, Laren's value up, Boyd, whoever it is that you you know you might need to get rid of or whatever, an upgrade. Try to get their value up as much as you can. If you really can't sell them, do that, then sell them. Fine. You know, and so you don't you don't make the upgrade. Yeah, you're not gonna sell it the guy stinks. who's just removed from it the squad. It stinks, right? It stinks, but that's what you do. Yeah, but once you've got a guy out of the squad who's not playing, there's no you have no leverage. You're done. Yeah, you're you're just. But so with Gizal, plummeting. Why bad. bother with Gizal? Because that means that it's likely gonna be Nkuru or Boyd or somebody else that we're gonna have to cut. If you want an example of what not playing a guy does, Abubakar was worth what 20 million before he got hurt. And then after he recovered, he probably still had a value that you would think could have fetched at least six to eight million. Porto didn't play him for another whole year and they had to let him go for free because they didn't want to pay his three million euro salary. Yeah, um, I mean, so now that's basically what I was going to say. Do. At least like that's happening somewhere else. Value. Too. My God. Yeah, I mean, it really <laughs> is. It's so dark when you consider that we can't even sell guys because we owe them money and it's like we owe them their freedom <laughs> rather than uh being able to make any money when that's what we need the most is, is i mean yeah it's 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 bad this is a bad window we'll we'll again we'll review it all and we'll wrap it up at some point during the and break then, yeah, when we say bad just the the management was bad yeah. not that i don't think any of the players that we brought no, in were bad in fact again like individually if if they were helping to fill out an already pretty well composed squad, they'd all be good pickups. From Montero, who's young and shows a lot of promise, all the way up to even Rashid Ghazal. Like Ghazal is a guy. Yeah, Wellington is the one that makes that. That's yeah. I, I'll take Fatih Aksoy. And my guy Ahmed G. Oh, also the one thing we didn't mention was Alpai oh, Chelebi yes. last last move of the window. Also outward. to Alanya score.
Yeah, we, we extended his contract for five years. We loaned years him out for two. Until 2025, and then loaned him out for two years, and then gave Alanya, I believe it was 20% of any Again, future Again, like sales. an Ahmed G move. Sure. And now we only have three first-team center backs, and then we have Erdogan Kaya, who's... Uh, Who's now our fourth, our fourth guy, player. I guess. <laughs> Apparently, unless we're gonna play in a midfielder or Nedjip also. Atiba. Nedjip is also our backup. He's gonna right go back. to his team Canada role. Atiba is going to a team Canada role. We're putting three guys back. Uh, that's the way we're gonna. No, of course, Sergan will never uh, do anything creative like that. It it looks, none of it really makes. No, sense. yeah, I, I'm, 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 in, I'm in a dark place. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Sergan right now because. Um, he seemed a little stubborn with transfers and has become uh, crazily conservative with the with his tactics. I don't I don't like playing three defensive midfielders. We could go on for hours about what is not making sense, and we could go on for about ten minutes about what is making yeah. sense. But certainly, three defensive <laughs> midfielders is not is not the solution against Gensler. But anyway. We've covered it all. You, that's the deal. We'll be back with a full roundup and, and we'll have news on who got cut and all of that at some point in this break. And hopefully we'll have news of maybe some guys being sold to like China or the US or somewhere where the window is slightly different. Saudi Arabia? I don't know. Um, they're probably pissed at us yeah. for taking uh-huh. Joseph though. Uh, anyway, we will be back as always. Follow the mothership for the, all the latest news because that's going to be still coming in until that last decision is made at Besiktas underscore INT follow this here podcast at Eagles underscore podcast on Twitter or Black Eagles podcast on Instagram follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot do not follow the Aquan over here because he's on a hiatus from to the online world as he forges a new path with his footballing career um, but we'll be back as always. Uh, everyone, any parting words for these for these folks? Uh, enjoy the 20 days not watching whatever Besiktas is doing. Um, hopefully, whatever else you watch, if you do watch, turns out better and is fun to watch and doesn't make you want to bang your head onto it. And desk, let's also so. add that there ought to be a friendly or two here. There's a lot of work to be done with. Uh, fringe players figuring out who's going to be on the squad and uh with getting new guys acclimated and all that so i hope they do that beyond that though i do have to mention it's very important Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.